Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome everyone once again to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky. With me as always is the maestro of mail order mysteries and owner extraordinaire of houseoftheunusual.com. Eddie Guevara. With us again is the horror magician, Chuck Caputo. Hey, all right. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. All right. Before we get started today, real quick, we are going to uh, just talk about our friends of the uh, House of the Unusual and uh, some people that in our community that you could take a look at and hopefully support uh, because they are friends and they are part of the the community, so we want to see them them grow. So first off, we have Stupid Comics Magazine, and I am super excited about this because I have issue number four on its way towards me. There are five issues total, zero through number four. Number four just came out, I believe, a week ago or so. And what this comic is, it is a it's like a mashup of Mad Magazine, Cracked Magazine, Far Side in black and white goodness and it is absolutely hilarious they have several different artists and writers in in each issue it is absolutely fantastic and you can find that at stupidcomicsmagazine.com and as always stupid is spelled s-t-o-o-p-i-d all right next up we have dave haversat's 1878 press company and that's at 1878press.com and he has a ton of great books in there uh, on magic, Houdini, just different stuff on, on the, the Psychic Mafia, Encyclopedia of Mentalism and Mentalists. Uh, what else does he got in there? Some uh, books on S.S. Adams, just a ton of great stuff. magic, uh, mentalism, mail order stuff. This is the place to go. Head over to 1878press.com. And if you are of the underwater sort, check out seamonkeys.com, c-monkeys.com for all your underwater sea monkeys needs. They have a ton of stuff there, and they are always coming out with some new products. Uh, There is the Executive Supersize Sea Monkey Suite. They have postcards, uh, starter sets, just a a ton of stuff. And I I seen something cool today that I really uh, I think I might have to order. It is a light-up Ocean Zoo aquarium cover, so you can replace your your cover to the aquarium with a light-up and see your little sea monkeys swimming around. So very cool. They're always coming out with some different stuff there. They even have some some shirts. The limited edition mug is sold out, but you know we're going to pressure our buddy Todd Machen to hopefully put out a, uh, another round of those mugs. Also, support our brother Chuck Caputo on YouTube. You could check out his newest videos under Sherry Caputo, and that's spelled C-H-E-R-I Caputo. Head over there. Chuck got some great magic videos, so check that out on YouTube. And if you're perusing around YouTube, also check out House of the Unusual, where we have some awesome videos going up every week. All right. Also, we have, I would just seen today on MyMovieMonsters.com is Scary monsters number 123 the harrowing haunted halloween issue is out for pre-order should be shipping uh sometime around mid to late september i also just updated the house of the unusual.com uh website under the blog with the uh the information and once again just like last year's halloween issue it is a glow-in-the-dark cover and it is absolutely beautiful and my article in this one will be on the movie poltergeist Definitely check that out under mymoviemonsters.com. And that's it for our, our friends of the show. And I just want to plug real quick before we turn it over is that uh, I was going to start it this week, but I think, you know, just to um, kind of, I want to make sure it's really good for everybody out there in podcast land is I'm going to start a little section that's going to be called Crypt of Classics. And it's going to be about five minutes after. Uh, the announcements and what it's going to really entail what I'm hoping is that every week I want to introduce a new classic horror sci-fi movie to the audience so maybe you're out there with you know yourself or your your friends your family your 
your kids and you're you're looking for a movie to watch for that week you know a classic horror sci-fi and you just can't figure out what to to watch you know because you've seen them all or you have a huge collection and you can't decide on, on which classic to watch well don't worry i got you covered because every week <laughs> i'm going to introduce a new movie give you a little breakdown about it and hopefully it's one that you'll be able to watch i'm going to hopefully keep it in the wheelhouse that you know you'll be able to find it you know on youtube or netflix and if not you most of those classics you could find on you know amazon or your local store for a few bucks so i got you covered if you need to watch a classic movie so That'll be that'll be starting next week. A little segment called Crypto Classics, which will only last about a few minutes after our uh, our introduction and our announcements. So after all that, all right, who we got? Right, okay, have, uh, Robert just joined us. Robert joined us. Surprise, Mister Robert. Are you there, Mister Robert? Is it Roberto or Robert? Which one did you want? Roberto, whichever you want. <laughs> Joe, he's telling me I can't make noise here. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like I'm back in fourth grade. <laughs> you have to raise your hand before talking, Roberta. <laughs> Isn't this like fourth grade? We just goof around. We do what we want. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not? This is the house of the unusual. So yeah. hey, we do what we want. So Roberto, before we turn it over to you, we're going to go to Chuck and right. see what our brother Chuck Caputo has been up to lately. So Chuck, how you doing? All right. Hey, pretty good guys. It's always a pleasure coming back. We're working hard on the magic tricks. Uh, Eddie's working on the packaging and he always does a great job. I mean, this is really looking good. And I came up with a bunch of effects for the magic kit. You know what I mean? So I've, so I've been hand fashioning a lot of these effects, um, you know, like a, like a shrunken hand. There's a, uh, there's a, uh, uh, a little uh, head. It's, it's actually a shrunken head uh, that floats behind a cloth. He dips down, comes back up. It could be passed for examination. Uh, the first effect was the the, uh, the monkey's paw, I meant to say. And it's a, it's a really cool effect. There, you know, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff that's going to be in the kit and then something sold separately. Yeah, so it is coming along very, very well. And I'm looking forward to Eddie's packaging. And I'm looking forward to your face on these boxes, uh, Joe. You always do a good job <laughs> on there. I think that's what everybody's <laughs> looking for is my <laughs> On the bike, you know, screw screw the packaging and the magic. They just want to see my face. So I'm telling gonna, you, <laughs> they're gonna get a chance. But no, those those magic kits. I mean, they've been coming out, you know, spectacular. I mean, we've we've done the few videos, you know, where you've introduced the uh, the tricks and all that, and they're just fantastic. And I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to you know some of the little stuff that's included. You know, you like the the monkey's paw, the monsters, and all that. I mean, it's just really cool so even if you're not a fan of magic buy the kits and just collect them i mean you know gosh yeah after a while you're you're gonna want to dig into them and and see what the magic's all about so you know yeah. we'll, we'll definitely yeah. be updating you on that and i'm sure eddie's gonna talk more about that so uh chuck welcome and, and thanks again for joining us and yeah no problem roberto you're the, the the late comer i see you've raised your hand and you wish to speak so what's up well i always feel honored to be able to join you guys the honor is truly all of ours. <laughs> you you guys are the master of minutia. <laughs> so what's new? What's what's new over in your neck of the woods? Oh, in my neck of the woods, you know, I'm always trying to save humanity. So it's kind of a busy job, but I'm doing the best I can. What, what, what really one person good. at a time. Well, that's good. And we really want to, you know, commend you to all your efforts and everything that you do in, in trying to... Uh, to make people feel better and all that, that's definitely a, a commendable profession more than what we well, do. Just we want them to get healthy, house. too. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> we want to try and get them healthy. Absolutely. that That's the key, man, keeping people around for as long as possible so that they could continue to support House of the Unusual in our <laughs> upcoming match series. So, of course. <laughs> absolutely. So, Ed, Eddie Guevara, what's up, brother? How's it going over in Jersey? Well, everything's going fantastic. Earlier today, I actually stopped by the doctor's office there, and he was uh, filming with another friend of ours that will soon join the group, and his name is Andrew, and uh, he is uh, the president of Local 621, and, you know, they were kind of like, it, it's very interesting. They were doing a cooking channel, which uh, Mr. Roberto there owns, and uh, they were cooking and filming, and, uh, you know, I thought it was a great setup, and I, I see a pretty good future there, especially for people and our listeners. They want healthy tips, tips. They want to be able to eat healthy and all that. That's coming along because, hey, 
we need to live on to have uh, House of the Unusual keep <laughs> running. We need all our old people to be in all our. So, so, in, so in healthy tips like eating, you would, you know, like a, a nice cold beer and a hot dog and a, you know, a French fry, you know, stuff like that, right? Of course. You forgot the potato chips. <laughs> the potato chips. There you go. <laughs> and then the ice cream, too. How could you live without it? Ice cream with chocolate over it, all all that stuff. You, know, you got to throw a banana in it to get your fruit. Yeah, it definitely, definitely. Tonight we made healthy chocolate chip cookies. Oh, there we oh go. Oh my God! Listen to this. The doctor gives me a box of chocolate chip cookies. I get in the car, and well, they were pretty good. I mean, his wife is a hell of a cook. I got to tell you, I never seen anything better. And I ate the box of cookies, like literally ate the whole box <laughs> before well, I got to my my house what what actually happened he stopped by we were setting up for the show there were four boxes of cookies and then when he left there were three boxes <laughs> but yes kind of in a way i did give it to him you know but <laughs> he wasn't so that, that, that whole moderation box. thing went out the window right oh, oh no no then he didn't even share it with his wife and his daughters i don't know it was a little, uh, little extreme <laughs> Yeah, that's, that, that's funny because, uh, you know, a few years ago, and I, I haven't had, you know, a donut in maybe, you know, probably five or six years or so. But wow. Oh my God. But before I that, thought cops ate donuts on steakhouse. <laughs> no, never. Not me. Uh-uh. As much as I miss them, I haven't had them in probably that long, oh five or six years. But we used Come to go. On, Joe, say the truth, Joe. Yeah. But I tell you what, we used to go to this local farm and they made the, they, they're, they're known for their blueberry, their homemade blueberry donuts. I mean, Oh my God! All right, we got to take a road trip. We got to check these out. I, I'm telling you, it. people people eat them by, you know, the pears. They're they're so good. I mean, you could put oh. down four or six of them and and not think twice. They're they're so good. So <laughs> and anyways, they're like light as air. Oh, I'm I'm telling you, they're just absolutely delicious. And they got blueberries, so they're healthy, right, Doc? I mean, yeah. <laughs> how far? How many hours away are you? When do these guys open? Eddie and I'll come out. Hey, make the trip out here. Hey, five hours is well worth it for these donuts, believe me. But if you can <laughs> find them, they sell out quick. You got to get there early in the morning, so you have to leave now to to get them as soon as they open because they they sell. You know what we'll quick. do? We'll meet halfway in Pittsburgh. I, you know, I don't know. If, I don't know if they'll they'll make it that. Might eat them before. <laughs> I gotcha. You know? So anyway, you know, uh... so. So we go there the one time. I think it was the last time we were there, and they had four of the blueberry donuts left. So grabbed four of them, and I'm walking around with the box, and my wife wanted to to look at, you know, see what else they had in, inside the shop there because they had all, you know, fresh produce, you know, canned goods, you know, all, the whole whole nine yards. So right. as I'm walking around, I could just smell the blueberry donuts, and when she wasn't looking, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm eating them. So we get to the cash register and she's going to pay for her items and she goes to grab the box and I hand her the box and she looks at me and she goes, there's nothing in here. And I'm like, well, I don't know what happened to them. <laughs> the lady at the register's laughing. She's laughing. I'm like, I, I don't know what happened. There was four donuts in there. And she's like, you ate all four of those. I'm like, I, I was smelling them. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't just, I, I couldn't help myself, you know. Hey, there, you must guys- be a, there must be a record with these donuts. I'm telling you, they are, they are, People go there specifically for those blueberry donuts. They are absolutely fantastic. And they got well, blueberries, right. so they're healthy yeah. for you. That's you know, I mean Hey, if you guys if you guys want to talk about health, I'll give you something that happened today. I know that Robert's a doctor, he can appreciate this. I had a colonoscopy today, so I don't know oh how this God. yes, I don't know how this uh, how this would segue from uh, donuts to <laughs> colonoscopy, but <laughs> But I get them done every five years because uh, colon cancer does run in my family. My dad passed away from colon cancer. Uh, his sister had colon cancer. So, I, so I've so i been getting them since I was 38, 39 years old, and I'll be 58 soon. So, You're you a know, brave man. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, the prep is the worst, Robert, as you know. That's oh, a very, yeah. I mean, drinking that stuff is just unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I've been putting this off for a couple of years now. Yeah, so I got it. Thank God everything turned out okay. You know what, though? But I would like to stress to all the listeners out there, you know, I think they recommend 50, to, you know, to start getting it done. So it's something, if it's at all possible, try and get it done. It, if it does, if it does kind of like run in your family a little bit like mine, try and get it earlier, you know. But I tell you what, it was a, it was an experience, man. So I'm glad I'm done for five years now. Wow. <laughs> Could you, you know do me a favor? 
can you do me a favor there, Chuck? Maybe see if you get Ed in the operating room. We need to do one on him. <laughs> hey, you, you I've already given him 20 You can entice him with a box of cookies. <laughs> come on, Eddie, come on. Yeah, get your cookies here. You, you, you know, uh, it, it's funny. You can see there's got to be some for brain fog, too. Here I'm calling Andrew. I think I gave him some last name before, <laughs> which I'm glad is not his. Yeah, I'm, we don't you know, need Pete, to. People out there tune into us, you know, for our magic, our pop culture. <laughs> so far, we talked about blueberry donuts and colonoscopy. You know, hey, it's, it's a good start. Yeah, let, let's well, try I, to segue. I into think the- you got to expand your audience a little bit. There are yeah, some people I, I there who need so. help. You know, we're we're going to have some colonoscopy questions wait, up on wait, the wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I got a question. Listen, listen. We got to get cleansed from all the mail order fraud we grew up with, you know? Yeah, really. That's what we really need. <laughs> They really gave me the colonoscopy. Three to four weeks for delivery for something that was basically three days away, you know? Hey, one of the greatest things, though, that I I really was uh, today, and I was talking to Chuck earlier, uh, is the fact that we're almost finished, and and we're actually launching live. We're going to go live next week on the 2nd. That's the 2nd, which is, I believe, uh, Thursday. Am I correct, Joe? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Okay, we're going to go live on StreamYard, and Chuck is going to be demonstrating the first of, uh, I believe it's eight or nine magic tricks that are being introduced. And um, right after that, we're working now, as Chuck was mentioning, on a professional magic kit. Uh, It's going to be a first for House of the Unusual, and I want to see if I could introduce that probably late September, early November. Uh, for you know, for Christmas, for those people that want to give gifts in Christmas to their families and stuff, and I've been working on the art. I've been working on, uh, you know, on a lot of things. Uh, quite frankly, I don't even know if there's that many hours in a day, but um, but that's one of the things that that's going on now. And I hope that anybody who's listening next week they can tune in right after the podcast. You're gonna watch it on YouTube though. It's gonna be live on YouTube. Uh, Facebook, and I believe Instagram, all three are going to be broadcasting it live. And the time that I put for that, I believe is uh, 9 p.m. I need to, you know, I'm going to let, there's going to be a commercial actually a couple of days before telling people what time and and day it is. Uh, But, you know, look forward to watching it. It's going to be very great. And, And Chuck has put out, I mean, Chuck is phenomenal in what he's done. He's, he's basically running house of the unusual right now. Um, and you know what? And I hope we can start reaching younger people out there. Our, most of our fans are between 40 and 59, which is, uh, I would say, 80% of our fans. So when we speak of health, like the doctor here explains, we need to keep our people healthy because we're up in age. We're not as young as we used to be. And, you know, that's a good thing to have the doctor on any time he comes on. I mean, Absolutely. Uh, very welcome. Now, Doc, I, I have a quick question uh, as we now talk to what we're supposed to be talking about, the crazy stuff. Today, uh, Andrew said to me, hey, Eddie, I heard uh, when you guys were talking about Coney Island and stuff. And he said, man, I wish I I could have said something, you know, when he was listening. And I know uh, that me and the doctor here, we grew up in an area of New Jersey where we, when we were little, we would go to two guys and two guys had this original video games and stuff. We would play there and stuff. Uh, what can you uh, remember those things, Doc? There was the rifle game. You shot at the target. And then there was one you sat in a car. You moved around with it. Um, what else was there? They might have had skee-ball there, too. Oh, I love skee-ball. Yeah, skee-ball's cool. I love it. <laughs> when you said That's the one with I- the car. Isn't yeah, that the yeah. one you sat in the car? You had a shift, but then the car had a little stick, and on the stick was a little plastic car, and <laughs> the back would move. And would right, move. right, right. It would move around like on a rotating, uh, uh, some kind yeah, the, of spin road, wheel or something. Yeah, the road would be like a, a cardboard paper that would go up and down, right. and you would, when you crashed, you would have a light underneath the cardboard and go. <laughs> oh man, you know what that just reminded me of? And, and Chuck, I'm I'm sure you re- you remember Hills Department Store, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I don't I don't know if you guys had it out in Jersey, Hills Department Store, because it was it was kind of more of a, a localized store. Mm-hmm. But the one that we had here in Youngstown, right out front, and we used to go there. I mean, that you went there for everything. Right out front, they had you know one of those 
little rocket rides where you would put a quarter in oh, and yeah. it was like a rocket okay. it would go back and forth oh man i love that thing that oh, was absolutely that yeah, that was, was so cool i mean you know it, for a little kid you know four or five years old in the 80s that was like you know that was it that was the thrill of the week <laughs> let, let me let me ask you a question do you remember the rocket ride when now that you said that we used to go to coney island and stuff there was like a big giant rocket about 10 15 20 feet long and you get inside and then it would it would go sideways sideways and then stand up straight and come back down do you guys remember that ride i think i do remember something about that vaguely yeah i do what about you joe or you doc I don't I recall anything that. like that, no. We didn't make it out to Coney Island too frequently. Where where did you go the most when you were little? Uh... You know, you said about two guys. There was a place a couple blocks away. It was called Kitty Land. It was like an, a small amusement park for kids and was open from like April to the end of October. It was, um, there's all apartments. You know, there was a pizza place. It was right behind that. It was called Uncle Sam's or Pizza USA or something. Um, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't too far from when that McDonald's is. Now there's all apartments there, but well, there was a little amusement park there. That little amusement park you're talking about, <laughs> they passed me by it, but they never took me there. <laughs> I know you what you're talking it was about. Called Kitty Land. It was like well, Palisades Amusement Park. It was open like from April to the end of September, October, something like that. That was an incredible place. So anybody in the area there? knows about it. How many times you went to Palisades Amusement Park? Well, that was a big deal to go there. You know, that was a huge deal. They had everything there. You, know, you just spend the whole well, day there. It was like know, a major actually, hangout. It was, but what really made that place so famous was it had the biggest or the largest saltwater pool in the, the country. The swimming pool, right, yeah. Yeah. You remember that? It was like sand. It was basically a beach in the middle of, you know, wow, uh, cool. Cliffside Park, New Jersey, which is crazy. And this is in view of Manhattan. You could see all of the skyline of New York from there. You could, but when you were coming from New York and you looked over to New Jersey, it was gorgeous, man. You would see the entire, because right off the cliff, since it is on the, you know, the Palisades Cliffs, right by the George Washington Bridge there, you would see the entire Palisades Amusement Park sign. Wow. It would light up the entire cliff because it was right above, and the sign would actually dip down into the cliff. Um, most people that probably are not aware of Palisades Amusement Park, if anybody picks up an old DC comic, especially with Superman, you'll always see that you can get free tickets to go to Palisades Amusement Park. Hey, let me, uh. let, me let me ask you guys, when growing up and you were young, because you guys had a lot of uh, amusement parks out there and they were, you know, real big, you know, around here too in the 80s and early 90s. Was this like a yearly thing that you guys went to, or was it you know a monthly thing over the summer? You know, how often did you guys usually go to these parks? I, I remember, you know, we had Geauga Lake and Kennywood near near myself and Cedar Point, right. a little right. bit farther. But you know, maybe we went to those once every three years, three four years. You know, it was a like like Doctor Roberto said, it was a big deal to go to these things, and and it was few and far between. So you know, how often did you guys go when you were young? Well, you mentioned you mentioned Kennywood. Yeah, that was the main that was the main park around here, guys. And uh, we'd go twice a year. You know what? We'd go on 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 the Italian day. You know what? Because we get spaghetti and stuff. And then for some reason, my family liked lamb also to eat lamb. So we'd go to Croatian day. So we'd go to we'd go to two uh, twice a year. You know. And man, I will tell you what, we look forward to it. It was great. You know, we would we would uh, we would pack up some food, but then we'd buy some food there too. Then we'd ride all day. And back in those days, this is probably the early seventies. I mean, the prices were, I mean, I mean, like they didn't have all day ride passes per se, but you would buy your tickets. And if you bought $6 worth of tickets, that was big. You know, it was like, whoa, you got $6 worth of tickets. Well, Coney Island, <laughs> Coney Island used to have what was called pop, pay one price. And if I remember, I think it was uh, $5.95 or $10 mm-hmm. and you wrote everything you wanted. But one thing I'm going to answer to you, Joe, is a lot of times you didn't have to travel to the amusement parks. Because 90% of the time, especially in New Jersey, in this area where I live, and I'm sure Rob here, Roberto here will tell you, there were carnivals that would come every single summer. And they would come to your schoolyard. They come to, yeah, that's and true. there's always carnivals all around New Jersey. So oh, wow. e- even if you didn't go to the amusement park, you can go to the carnival. Mm-hmm. And those carnivals, were, I mean, were fantastic. I mean, I'm for, all of them had the Wonder Wheel. A lot of them, yeah they failed to have dark rides and when they did have the dark rides i got really excited because I, I love all those you know the haunted houses and stuff 
See, we we but, didn't have the carnivals, but we did have a lot of um like church festivals. But you would only be very limited on the on the kind of rides. You know, you would of course never get the any dark rides at a church right. festival. But you would have you know the very small you know rides. I, I I could remember a carnival coming through maybe once or or twice. Just you know, same with the circus. But you know, mostly it was. You know, every year, of course, we we would go to a different church festival, but they were just the you know the small regular rides. Yeah, small, yeah, yeah, small stuff. Did you guys have like county fairs and so forth? Because throughout the Pittsburgh and tri-state area, I've actually performed at a lot of the uh, county fairs, and they you know, and s- some are big, some are small, and they'd have rides at the bigger ones. And the thing I hated the most when I do shows there, they didn't like you to leave. You know what? Like until the place closed, because they didn't yeah. want you driving driving by the midway. So I had a I had a heck of a time getting out of there, man. It was like, oh. I, man, I tell you what, the, we used to have this uh, we uh, Canfield Fair. It's a real big uh, county. Oh, fair. sure, that sounds familiar. Yep. Yeah. So we had a um back in the eighties. We had a um a cousin that lived right behind it. His backyard led into the fence of it. So we used to always sneak into the fair when we were real young. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, you know, at, at that time it was always a nice mixture of um, you know, games, rides. Absolutely. Food, you know, then they have different shows and everything and, you know, all your farm stuff. But it's, you know, over the years, it's it's mostly more food now. But mm-hmm. I distinctly remember one of the rides and I was I was so excited for years. I wanted to go on and I was finally old enough or, you you know, tall enough to get on this ride. <laughs> what it was, it was real small and it was like this little train track that went in like an oval. And as it went in the oval, the oval started rotating so oh. as you're going around it, you're also going, you know, vertical and horizontal and all that. I'm like, man, this is this is so sweet. I, I'm finally tall enough to get on it. And I'm standing in line and there's maybe about 10 people in front of me and some girl yacked. <laughs> and I remember them getting off and people covered in vomit oh, and they had to oh. shut it down and spray it off and. You know, my parents didn't want to wait around. I'm like, oh, I'm finally old enough to get on it. You know what? I never did get on that ride. <laughs> well, you can get on it now, Joe. You just got to find it. You know what? I, I When I went there a few years ago, I maybe it's been a while since I've been there, maybe about, oh, man, 10 years or more. But I looked for that ride there, and, you know, they don't have it. They really, you know, dwindled down their, the amount of rides they had. And yeah. sadly that wasn't there. Cause I would have definitely jumped. Well, on it. well, the one good, you know, the one good thing, Joe, is you're definitely tall enough to ride it now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. It was like... <laughs> what we did have was we had a beach house so that we were very close to Asbury park and it was a whole amusement park there that was open pretty, I think it was open most of the year, but we would go pretty much on the weekends, and it had all the big stuff. They had a Ferris wheel, like they had these bumper cars. They had water bumper cars. They had um, a merry-go-round where you catch oh, the rings. So we and would all best- head down there on a Saturday night, and our fathers would come with us. So they paid for everything, and that I'm was a, big, and there was a boardwalk there. Yeah, there's nothing better than a than a like a vintage merry-go-round with the the carved horses and you know. Oh, they're great. They're great. I mean, there's nothing better than those just sitting on that. You know, it's not a thrill ride. You know, you know, kids nowadays they want the thrill of everything. But man, if you find a vintage merry-go-round with the carved horses and everything, and just sit on it and relax, listen to oh, the music. Beautiful. Oh, you know, it, hey. You know something? Very revitalizing. <laughs> yeah, it is, Joe, but I'm going to tell you something, and, and I, I know the doctor here knows. You know that up in um in the Paramus area, Doc, where they have yeah. the park, they have the merry-go-round that I believe used to be from Palisades Amusement Park. Is it Van Sorn Park? Van Sorn, yeah. I think they put oh, it there. Okay. I think, I think, I'm not sure, but I'm almost sure that I read that they actually acquired it, and they had it prior to that in Kingsburg. Uh, for many years but you right. know what doc one thing i want to say to you is one of the greatest things not too many people went to asbury park or people remember because they closed it you know way back in the early 80s i think asbury park my favorite part about it was the haunted house the fun house and the fun re- house of course and recently what's his name uh uh dr Saab. that we you know we go early it says his name is tom but dr Saab, he sent me a link of some original footage from the you know from the asbury park pier the amusement park right. and all that and uh you know you could see the funniest thing about asbury park you remember tilly the the, the laughing guy in the outside um, right right okay. painted on the wall you mean yeah 
that guy Tilly, a lot of people are not aware of it, but they said, you know, and I was reading about that, that that was actually the owner of Coney Island, the face uh, <laughs> in the early, you know, steeple chase in Coney Island, whatever where. Wow. Because his name is Tilly, they call him, but that's actually the original owner of Coney Island back in the 1800s. And but anyway, the, the thing that was uh, good about uh, Asbury Park is that it was indoors. So you were there and, and you know, the Ferris wheel, of course, uh, went over <laughs> and up past the roof. And right, right, uh, right. I, I wrote all that. And I remember when I got in the fun house, you had to go like up the stairs up to a second floor when you got right. into a little cart. There was a guy sitting there. He had a, and I, I mentioned this in the last episode, I think. He had a big giant rat. It was rubber. He pulled the tail. He said to me, Be careful with the rats. And as soon as the door bangs open, there's a, this thing's in the top of the ceiling and it hits you in the head, you know? <laughs> but um, the, on, the, on that Ferris wheel, it had the name of different towns in New Jersey. So you could try and find the one that had your town on it. That was exciting. Oh, you know, I don't remember oh. that, Doc. I don't remember that. But let me ask you a question, Doc, because a lot of people don't realize this, too. But, you know, when we're talking about department stores, just like, the, you know, vintage amusement parks that like we're talking about, which most of them are gone. I think Kingsburg is like the only one that's still remaining open. Um, do you remember? I don't know. I mean, in New Jersey, I don't think we had any, but you always had Woolworth and you had Wolco. There's a lot of right. towns that had Wolco. I, I, I never saw one. Uh, growing up in my entire life, and you know, they went out of business, and apparently, I never found you know the Wolkel or Woolworth. But um, the thing that was interesting about that, and and especially another thing that was interesting about the uh, those people is the people that started two guys, the two uh, Jewish fellows, I think, that owned two guys. I forgot who. The there were two guys from Harrison. That was a, yeah, that Harrison, was a and we thing. we talked about that recently. Remember in the last show that we had talked that they went on to become. Um, uh, the real estate company? Yeah, the real estate holdings. What is it called? Vernado? Vernardo, yeah, yeah. Vernardo, yeah, the largest real estate holdings in the in the country or the world. Mm, wow. And one of the things about it is the fact that they found that instead of, you know, they own so much property, instead of, you know, having five and dimes like Woolworth, I'm sorry, like uh, two guys, it was better to lease the, you know, the, the company to other people. Real people. estate, right. The real estate, yeah. Now, one thing I wanted to tell you, well, that two guys was where me and you used to go when we were little. And right. when I said me and you, we never met each other that we know of, but right. we both used to go to the same place. Right. That two guys later became, I believe it was a Home Depot. The oh, original, right. the, well, but the original doors that were on yeah. that two guys. Right. You stepped on, you know, the electric doors when you stepped on the black canvas and it go <laughs> and opened up. <laughs> You know that those doors were actually taken down about maybe 10 years ago. They still had them there. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I actually asked because, I, I, you know, I was uh, I had a part time in the Riverside Square Mall, which is right across the street there. And I used to go there and, and I said, oh, my God, this doors. I, I said, I remember them. And the store owner that was there or the manager, or whatever, goes, yeah, those doors are the actual two guys doors. And Eddie was hoping to go through those doors and go back into 1962. <laughs> well, no, I, I was actually hoping to, to take one home with me. To go to Eddie, time Eddie machine. Up in the 60s trying to sell people mail order novelty. <laughs> I think that's what it is. He missed his calling. He wants to go back then. That's what this is all about. Let me, oh, let me tell you something. Uh, a lot of us miss the call. And especially, you know, the craziest thing about it is every time I look back and I'm like, man, if I would have known more. Oh, yeah. You know, like the stuff, we could have been rich. All of us could have been rich. Just oh, my goodness. We could have we could have bought all that stuff and uh, bought hundreds of them and packed them away. It'll be worth a fortune. All these. Well, we were all innocent. Novelties. We didn't know anything. Yeah, we, we didn't, didn't, we didn't know. Look at this. Yeah. One time one time in Woolworth. Now, I grew up in Manhattan, Washington Heights. And one this time is a tough neighborhood. I don't know how you survived that. Okay. <laughs> That's well, why back, back in Jersey, then, you couldn't in, survive there. No, back then, uh, Manhattan, especially Washington Heights, was kind of decent. It was kind of decent. It wasn't bad at all. I mean, it had sections, but it was. But the thing is, there was a Woolworth in 181st Street that one day eventually did catch fire and all that. But that Woolworth had two floors. On the second floor is where they had all the toys. And I remember one particular year, this was the toys they had there that I'll never forget. And I still remember, like, if we'll see it today, they had the Lakeside Haunted Mansion game. 
Wow. Here they had the deluxe TV magic set, which was that big giant black box. Mm-hmm. Right. It was a deluxe. And they had the ghost gun from Hasbro. Wow. A little remember the little ghost gun that you, oh, that absolutely. you projected images and the, and all those three items. The ghost gun was I think ten ninety five. The the other whatever the Lakeside Haunted Mansion game was I don't know twelve bucks whatever, mm-hmm. and my mom bought me all three. And then the greatest game I thought even growing up even now I still think it was was Gunfight at OK Corral. Do oh you yeah, that doc, or you? Chuck? I don't remember that one. Go ahead. That's the one that had the two cactuses and each side had a gun, and you would put a cowboy in on your gun, and you had a cactus and a rock. And then it was like a long thing, and, and you fired at each other. And if you hit the cowboy, it jumped off the gun. You All guys right. don't remember that game? Come yeah, back. oh yeah, yeah, I do. I, I actually do remember that. So I think I, I think my brother, he was seven years older than me. I think he had that, if I remember correctly. Oh, yep. Man. I had that, and let me tell you, I kept it so pristine. And then one day when the gun, because the way it used to be, instead of having like a spring-loaded thing, the way it worked is it had steel balls they would it would shoot so you load it through the top of the gun and then the bottom there was a plastic thing mm-hmm. and then you when you pull the trigger it kind of forced itself and obviously after you know several shots like 50 100 two or 300 times you used it the thing broke man i was devastated oh I yeah literally hey, was devastated man hey how about all the how about all the tin toys that he at woolworths they had the they had the old uh, tin toys. They were like it came in the boxes and the you know all the all the all the great tin toys that are now very collectible. I mean, they were like maybe three ninety five a piece and everything. They were fantastic. They, you know, were. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, my my parents bought me the the uh, strange change uh, uh, <laughs> thing down there. You know, where you put the wax pellets in and they get it. Uh, there's a heat lamp and they grow into different dinosaurs. Then you then you put them back in the compressor. You turn a crank and they shrink back into like a big chiclet it looks like a big <laughs> cube and uh uh fright factory they, they bought me the fright which i still have they, they got me that 1969 i was five years old and i took very good care of it. i still have it to this to this day you know Woolworths was cool man yeah well, they had interesting things there they had like a counter you could get lunch you get a soda you could get yeah a oh, oh that's best, right man. yeah that's that right you would, hey, hey for lunch you would pop a balloon remember you pop a balloon at Woolworths and <laughs> And you get think, a, you get a discount or something. I think they had pets in there too. Like you could buy a bird or yeah, you yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> and, yep. and you know then, another thing, guys. Well, you guys don't remember the thing about that food counter that I used to love. I always got my vanilla egg creams there, man. Uh, <laughs> I would I would love to get that. Hey, uh, it's a New York thing, or they have that all over the country. Egg no, creams. they they in New York they, they, in New York they had the food thing. I I think I ate once or twice, but my favorite was the one in New Jersey. Uh, the Woolworth on uh, Bergeline Avenue in like West New York, man, I used to love going there. For some reason, the food was really good. It was good. And, but but you know one thing I'm going to say, and especially Roberto, because Roberto and me in the same area here, and and we know you know we we're talking about the same stuff. The best part about Woolworth was that you would walk in, and you would get this imaginary blood, uh, vampire blood. Imaginary, you know the vampire blood imaginary selling for like two hundred dollars on eBay. Yeah. It was like forty nine cents. Yeah. Who, who oh, knows? Eddie, let me ask you: Did you ever steal anything from Woolworths? No, are you kidding me? I learned my lesson when I was <laughs> a stealing. One time, one time in Cuba, as a young kid, I, I stole yeah. the onion from my my mother's aunt. Right. Man, he took one of those old fashioned brooms, like the ones from uh, right the witches. And pull right. the thing come and whip me from my house all the way up there. I still remember as a kid, jumping oh, yeah. up the air. So I was very careful not to steal after that. I think it was a lot easier to shoplift in those days. There were no cameras. There was no cameras. Yeah, it was no a cameras. big no. It was a big store. You could shove stuff in your pocket. No, <laughs> no, you you know what? It was easy that they did do in Worth that. Okay, I, I'm guilty of that. That sometimes you change the price of things, you know. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you would take anything, put ten bucks on the fifteen, and they were. Yeah. Remember, the only time I ever actually did that is when I came out of, um, you know, I, I had I became a photographer. You know, I had this degree, and when I came out of school and I had the the degree, I I needed I I used to practice with enlargers, meaning I I did my own 
developed. Oh, right, right. We had that too. Yeah. yeah and they had an enlarger. In the dark room. Like, yeah. And the enlarger was like $89. That was a lot back in 1987. Of course. So I, I, I went and I put, I think, $39.95. Oh. Got it. But um, of course, I lost all that in a fire that I had because I, oh. I had a lot of camera equipment. Well, Eddie's also still doing that, but it's not thirty nine ninety five. He goes up now to one hundred fifty nine ninety five. Woolworths also carried a lot of the SS Adam stuff at the counters that that bring the the, the products in, and they would hang it. They'd be in the blister carded uh, type of packaging, and they would be hanging on the little hooks when you check out. I remember they'd get shipments of SS Adams, you know, and that looked really cool to a little kid. They really did. You, you know something, Chuck? It sounds crazy. New York City and in New Jersey. S.S. Adams was not found in Woolworth. Um, where you would find S.S. Adams, say, for example, you went to the George Washington Bridge. Yeah. There was a gift shop in the George Washington Bridge on the second floor of the oh, state. Oh, I see. Yeah. And on the gift shop in the window, they had like a big giant cardboard and it had all the novelties. Like, you know, but one thing they never sold, which is bizarre. They sold the King Tut's mummy, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the, all the stuff from S.S. Adams. And you, I always used to go there to buy my stuff. But the thing they never sold was the Joy Buzzer, uh, or, or the, uh, they didn't, they didn't sell the X-ray glasses, uh, which is bizarre. It made, made me wonder why they never actually did. But you know what's so funny is one time I'm walking on on Broadway, because I lived uh between Broadway and Fort Washington, at 173rd, and I'm walking on Broadway, and with my grandma, and I walk into this Chinese. See, because all those ten toys or actually you always had Chinese people selling them outside mm -hmm. in the street on Broadway. Yeah. And that's where I used to buy the robots that right now they go for thousands of dollars. Oh yeah. You get it for like <laughs> five bucks. Fine. But anyway, I went and I seen a joy buzzer, man. Oh my God. Was I, I told my grandma, mama is it's I go mama. It's 50 cents. Can I buy it? So she actually buys me one and I take that home. Now the joy buzzer they sold me is the Chinese version one that comes with the, the blister, not the blister pack. It was a little plastic thing, and then a, the little thing on top uh, stapled on. Right. You know, I'm talking about the like the store, the old fashioned. And I took that sucker, man. And you know what the saddest part about it was? After I used it two or three times, it broke. It broke. Yeah. It broke because the joy buzzers were the worst. The only joy buzzer, and and this is so funny because I, I told Dave too about S.S. Adams with their deluxe joy buzzer. It the joy buzzer was the there was no company that can make a joy buzzer that wouldn't break after three or four uses. Mm -hmm. and, the thing it had a, it had like a ring on it. It went on your finger yeah, and then there was right. a little button yep. pressed on it. That's yep. correct. Okay. You, Where were they made? They were made in Japan, no? No, no. They, they were never made in Japan. They were made in China. I think or Hong uh, Kong. You know what it is? Maybe you know, Hong Kong. That was it. Yeah, the joy yeah. buzzer, when it originally was invented by S.S. Adams, uh, yeah. Adams uh, what made it very popular, I think, is one of the presidents I don't know who the heck it was. Dave said the story one time, and I forgot right now. I don't know if it was J. O. Edgar Hoover or something. The one during the Depression. Okay. Uh, they He took the Joy Buzzer one time, and he gave it to somebody. He did it to somebody. And it kind of, there's a story about the Joy Buzzer that helped America come out of the Depression. Or because, you know, it was it was at a time when people were sad. Sure, and, sure. Uh, and there's a story, there's a big, the story of the Joy Buzzer is very interesting, but the thing is that here's the thing would, that would happen when you would buy the joy buzzer, the regular joy buzzer from SS Adams, you would get the two versions. You got the deluxe one, which is the one that they made. The only problem with the deluxe is that it sounded better. Their mechanism would break after several uses, too. And then the top had a little plastic thing attachment to it that would pop off. Uh, you're like what the heck and i remember when i had my magic shop man i got so many returns it was crazy it was crazy now, yeah. kids, no no i can't return after the sec <laughs> then, then and this is a company that basically ripped off the idea of asset because i think this company everything that they did uh they they kind of took a lot of the information and, and i'm talking about like loftus novelties for example right they, they got but loftus novelty had an anti wine mechanism on the thing that would not break the winding mm -hmm. their joy buzzers are deluxe like they are just a standard joy buzzer you can use it a million times and it will never get overwhelmed because uh -huh. um, let me tell you man when you're a kid and one of those things break holy cow mm -hmm. man that devastated me oh you'd be disappointed like, sure oh man. now doc do you remember when we were and i'm saying that because i'm 
I'm here, you, Chuck, and me, because we're all the same age. There used to be, in, especially in five and dime stores, they would sell, I think it was Woolworth, a little gumball machine, like the gumball machines you put a quarter in, but it was like a little plastic bubble. And oh, then, okay. And it, it had went a on slide. a countertop. Yeah. Right. All right. plastic, but, right. No, no, no. But this it was about pennies. Right. It took pennies, and you put the penny on this little thing around it, and then you spin it around the thing, and then the gum would come out. Oh, I'm a right. Yep. Okay. Okay. That particular one, I bought one one time and I got so excited to go home and it was broken. I go <laughs> back, exchanged it and then it was broken to the other one that came me. So I go back again. Now, um, before that, I went to this was not called Woolworth. It was called Wathworth, W A D S W O R T H. And it was very popular in New York City. And it was there, oh my gosh, for years. You know that the manager didn't tells my grandmother no uh, or my mom I forgot who took me no I can't exchange it again wow they just gave us back the money I went out of there and I felt like crying so bad I wanted that thing so bad and it's funny because now as an adult I've seen a couple of those original mm -hmm. and I bought them just because as a kid I was devastated with it man oh yeah absolutely hey Woolworths carried a couple things too guys uh, the the Uncle Sam uh, cash registers, they'd always have those in a box. I think they were like $4.50 back in the early 70s. They were they were really cool. So every once in a while, maybe I'd go in for Christmas. And they always had the coolest art supplies, like that have big sketch pads and stuff. Uh, the one thing that really, that, you know, that you know that I always did when I was a kid was I would draw. You know what, pe you, know, uh, you know, like most people don't, don't uh, you, you know, like, like they don't really know that about me, but I went to a, like a, like an average school district. It was not rich by any means. And so, so they'd pick a couple kids a year out and they'd send them to art school. And so I was one of the ones that, that was fortunate enough to get picked. So I went to art school for a while and you know what, and it's actually helped me throughout the years because I built a lot of my own props. So I'm, I'm pretty good at drawing more like, more like landscapes, uh, uh, cartoons and things of that nature. So, so the one thing about Woolworths, what I gravitate toward would be the uh, art section, and it had these big sketch pads with markers, and it was really cool because I would, man, I'd spend hours drawing, you know, like as a kid. It's pretty fascinating. I guess it was an adventure when you went in there because they had so many different things. They had there. a bunch of stuff. They had everything. Yeah, I yeah, grew up in Teaneck. We actually had one in my town. There was a main drag, and um, they had a Woolworths on the corner. So you would all go wander in there. You'd find something you want and then go plead with your parents to buy it for you. <laughs> what was the thing about the cash register? That, it looked like a cash register and it had like a little handle on it and you put the money yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the old uh -oh. Uncle Sam. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure Eddie probably got about 50 of them, but it, it was the, uh, it was the Uncle <laughs> no, Sam. I don't have register. that many. I don't have that many. And <laughs> it had a little flap at the bottom where the money exactly. was. Exactly. get into it. Was there no, a key it, to it get would it only open? It would only open up, uh, uh, Robert, when you hit like ten dollars. I think I then twenty five. That was it. Yeah. 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 Ten dollars. So, That's the only time it opened up. I have a couple. Okay, I remember this. <laughs> and I tell you what, it was murder when you're a kid. You know, putting nickels <laughs> in there and pennies, it took forever to hit ten bucks. Man. <laughs> There's money in there, driving you nuts. You, <laughs> you you know something though. With with all that said, one of the things that a lot of you guys forgot is you would always get those really cheap $1 Halloween mask from Topstone. Oh, the fun yeah. thing about it, each of those masks today go for hundreds of dollars. I, I know. It's amazing. The oh. plastic mask you're talking about. It's like a kind of a hardish plastic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It wasn't even hardish. It was really soft, uh, rubber-like. And here's the best part. Ray Castiles was smart when he was young because he collected those things and kept Wow. Them. Now, Ray uh, Castiles is probably the leading collector of, of mask in the world he's an authority on it and one of the things about him he's got like one that they used to sell for a dollar uh mine <laughs> mine became a big piece of rubber but in the comic books honor house used to sell it called the wolfman but it was called the teen wolf that sucker today one in good condition is about fourteen hundred dollars unbelievable it, wow. it's crazy doc and there was another one called the um the shock monster the shock monster with the hair and stuff. That was, again, a, I remember it for a dollar. Dollar $2, whatever it was in Woolworth. Man, today, it's like I'm telling you, right now they're selling. If you go, Doc, you look at eBay, they're selling. And it's been, you know, they've sold a couple. Imagineering, the vampire blood. Little tube that looks like a toothpaste tube. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's $200. 
Unbelievable. And wow. that was like 49 cents because I have, I still have my one of my, my originals that was open. I still have the tube. I have a couple that are still sealed. Um, there's a lot of collectors for Imagineering. And it's, I just can't believe people will pay $200. For it would be cool to invent a time machine and go back and buy all that stuff, huh? Oh, man. It popped back up to 2021. How long well, did this interest go on for these things that it would bring up so much money? Doc, it's, it's, you got to remember right now, everybody is my age, your age. We still, you know, the, the average lifespan is what, 70, 80 years, whatever. Yeah. We're, we're well, not my 50s. practice. I got people over 100. <laughs> well, wow. that tells you right there that it's going to stick around for a while longer, man. Yeah, I think it's a nostalgic type of look back. People look back at this stuff when they grew up on it. It was a simpler time. It wasn't chaotic like it is now. You know what I mean? I think it brings back good memories. I mean, I guess that's what it is. Roberto, I got a list of people here over the age of 58 or 59 asking right. me to send them toys. That tells wow. you many, and they're looking for this really bad. Like they get as excited as when they were young. Uh, you know, Rob, the thing, and I'm going to tell you, the greatest thing when I was a kid that I really looked forward to was going to that particular Woolworth. And if you remember that wool, I mean, sorry, that two guys, the two right. guys we talked about. When I was there, Doc, I remember that right across the the where they had the ski shootout, whatever, and the video right. game was the record section. And I'll never forget when I bought my first Disney's Sounds of the Haunted House there. It was a dollar fifty. And I took it home, man, and I spent six months. I know Joe couldn't believe that I was afraid, but yeah, I told Joe, yo, I, I spent six months to be able to hear it because I was <laughs> You know, the, you, those days, man, those days are treasures that we don't get back, man. That we no, just you're right. You're we right. go back to it, and it's like that's yeah. where House of the Unusual survive. That's true. The fact that's... that we have that nostalgia, and I still, you, you know, isn't this crazy? You know, I bought over twenty-seven copies of that record album. Every time, for some stupid reason, I'll go on eBay and buy one just randomly. The same sounds of the haunted house with the orange cover. Mm -hmm. And inside, when you wow. pulled it out, it had tricks you can do in Halloween. But that record... You didn't, you didn't buy any Beatles albums, I take it. <laughs> I, You know what? I do have quite a few. And, and here's a funny thing when you say Beatles album. I, I don't remember. I think 2014 or something. I came across a poster on eBay. I think I paid, if I was correct, about $144 for $150. It's a Beatles poster that it is so big that it's 180 inches by, I wow. think, 200. It came in four sections. And over in my job, I laid it out in the lobby and I took a photograph of it. You know, Doc, I've, I've asked Jimbo. I've asked uh, many people. Where the hell did I put that? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I can't find it. It's probably worth quite a few. But, it's um, lost. Oh, my it's... God. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, that's the whole thing. It's like when my son says, when you go to my storage facility or you go to my, where I have my little office, you get lost and you never come out again. <laughs> it, because the problem is it's hard to find the things. It's like a black and, hole. And, and talking about that, before I forget, the, the listeners that we have uh, – the weekly listeners that I want to shout, give a shout out to would be Charlie, Mr. Jim, Mikey T. And I know they're always listening every week to the show. I want to thank them for staying, being there. And, um, and, and, you know, I've been trying to get Jim to come on uh, because, you know, it's kind of far, hard because of the hours he's working and stuff, but because he would have so much to say, especially about Woolworth and all that stuff, because, you know, we're all from the same era. And he said, yeah, like, you have an interesting folly following Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it, it's, well, the whole thing is, you know what, Doc, let's be honest. Eclectic. You cannot. And, and I know Joe over there is, is probably has his jaw on the floor thinking, salivating. Oh, if I could only have been there, if I were, but you know what? It, it's cool, man. Those those days were phenomenal, man. Oh, yeah. Hey, I had a question for you guys. You mentioned we keep talking about Woolworths. Did you guys have GC Murphy's out there? That was pretty popular in Pittsburgh. No, no. Okay. I, that. I never, I don't think I did. How about you, Joe? 
No, I, I, I never, I never, I don't know if I've even heard of that. Yeah, for some reason, GC Murphy's is pretty similar to uh, Woolworths. It was like a, it was, it was what you'd call a five and dime, you know, right, right. five and five and dime, and they carry pretty much the same stuff. I mean, tin toys, uh, anything from a pocket comb up to like small furniture. I mean, it was like, it was very similar to it, you know, around the same time era, and they went out of business probably the same uh, decade, also probably in the early eighties. People outgrew this stuff. I don't know. I guess you can't even go into a store and go and get all these adventures. They're not even out there anymore. Nah. nah. You, you know, I Eddie, you better bring it back. I got to tell you, though, and I got mad at this because I've been to Walt Disney like three times, and now I'm going to be going next month again. And one of the things that pissed me off is that in California, Anaheim, there's a group of some guy who owns a bunch of Houdini magic shops, I think it is, and Disney no longer has their own magic shops that the thing did, but Houdini actually is is a privately owned company and whatever, and they've opened them all all over the place. Now, yeah, of sure. course, I, I have all the stuff they sell. I don't need to buy. It's just that I like to still go into a magic shop and buy junk, right? In Florida, I, I don't get it. Not Universal, Walt Disney, Hollywood, whatever you call them, none of them have a magic shop. And Isn't that something? Yeah. Wow. The, well, they did have one back in the seventies or eighties. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Back in the early eighties, I went to Disney World on Main Street. They had a beautiful one. Yeah. You I know what? Think. You know what's crazy about it? That that same one in Main Street, they still have the magic props on the window, and okay. I run, ex, I run inside excitingly looking for it. I'm like, mm -hmm. where's the magic shop? And they're selling T-shirts and stuff. I say, oh no, the magic shop closed. I'm like, what the hell? I feel like saying, why do you have people, you know, yeah. stuff in the window? That was kind of like um. Mm -hmm. Another thing that happened to me, I went to Universal, and then Universal, when you go there, the thing I don't like about it, everything you walk up and down the streets, everything's fake. You know, it's all facets. It's not really stores. Mm -hmm. And then I go into this novelty shop in, where the Harry Potter section is, mm -hmm. and, I, and I see an Acme bomb. Uh. around Acme bomb, and I wanted it, right? So it was like 14 bucks, and when I'm about to take it, uh, they took it away from me in the airport, man. I was oh, so they... pissed because it said bomb on the box. I go, you know how stupid that oh. is? There's only uh, one thing from Universal, and it's the monsters, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you well, go hey, guys, you... We're, we're, we're getting down to the bottom of the podcast here, so we're going to start wrapping it up. And I uh, want to thank you guys for joining us. And I, I really want to spend, you know, spend the second here to to thank our listeners. You know, we're – over 5,000 weekly right now and growing, you know, every single week. And it's, it's because of our great guests and, and the people that come and they subscribe to us on, you know, whatever platform they listen to us and give us. And so I want to thank everybody out there that, that tunes in weekly and uh, listens to us. And if you want to be a guest on the show, you know, you, you don't have to be a, you know, collector or expert or anything. If you just want to talk about this stuff, Drop us a line over at House of the Unusual, man, and come on and, and you know, talk about, you know, some things that went on in your childhood with collecting or mail order or comic books, movies, you know, whatever. So there's that. And, you know, whatever platform you guys are out there listening to us, please go on there, subscribe to our channel, give us, you know, a good five-star review if you so choose to and you enjoy what we're doing. Because that only, you know, helps with the all the algorithms and all that, and it gets us out to a wider audience and, you know, as we talked before, you know, we want to keep this going. We want to keep the mail order stuff and all that and the magic. We want to keep it going to a, a new generation. So we want to keep it, you know, keep it getting out there to and reaching as many people Amen. as possible. So you have a very soothing voice, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> Let me ask oh, you something. Was there, was there, there magic asleep? Were there magic stores in like every town? Because we had one in our town when I grew up in Teaneck. No, was it very know, common? No, I, I never had one here in, that I know of in Youngstown, Ohio, grow, growing up, and um, w which is sad. Maybe that's why I, I never got into magic. But we did have a lot of five and dime stores, you know, a lot of small, mainly right. mom and pop type stuff. But uh, our, down to our last minute here. So, uh, Chuck, Dr. Roberto, Eddie, guys, thanks for joining us once again and sharing your, your wonderful story. Hey, it's always a pleasure coming back. It's very nice to meet you, Robert. You're a heck of a guy, oh. man. You got a you got a good voice there, Chuck. Oh, An thank honest you. voice. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, All right, guys. So yeah. thanks, guys. Everyone out there in podcast land, you know, once again, thank you for, for joining us uh, every week. Check out our website at houseoftheunusual.com. Join our forum. We have some great conversations going on there. 
head over to our YouTube channel, House of the Unusual. Subscribe to it. Hit that like button and tune in every week for for new uh, videos. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Everyone out there, keep safe, keep healthy. And God bless we'll everybody. Next week. Enjoy. Bye-bye. All right. God bless. Take care. Bye, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.